hour three of the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. That's Dan Leach. I'm Tim Murray. Johnny Avello will join us in five minutes from behind the counter of DraftKings. Week one lines are out. Yes. The season is uh, still four months away, but still plenty of time to dissect it every single way. You know that four months is going to go super slow. Yeah. No, last year with all the craziness with COVID, it seemed like it went the fastest it's ever gone. But I just have a feeling it's going to be a long summer. Well, the good thing, uh, you know, normally we're in the midst of of playoff basketball right now. We're wrapping up the regular season right now. The NBA season doesn't conclude until the middle of July. Love it. Uh, I don't know. Some people don't love the Olympics. I do. The Olympics end of July. And then we'll have training camp. So I think it's going to go pretty quickly. Uh, we'll have the Stanley Cup, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs start this weekend. The Olympics, you bring, it's a great point. I mean, I'm a huge Olympic guy as well. And that that two-week, you know, little jaunt there kind of brings things closer. I love the Olympics. Can't wait. Um, it has gone final. Victory is ours. Portland on the money line comes home. 105-98. Uh, you had been talking about the uh, the 55 points all night. Did you, did you ultimately get there? Oh, we got there by a half. I wish I set my own props because I'd always win them. 56. Dame had his 34th 30 point game of the year. Uh, he had 30. And McCollum had 26. He was 12 of 22. They both shot a bunch. They combined 22 for 42, but still, that's uh, 55 was that magic number. They got there uh, and they win by seven. And and once again, it wasn't like I thought the Jazz wouldn't be motivated. Of course, they're, they're going for the one seed, but no Donovan Mitchell. You mentioned the Blazers had won 9 of 10. Are now nine to ten, and and such a good second half team. They've been good on the road, and I felt with that you know duo of, of Lillard and McCollum, if they played well, and Anthony at eighteen off the bench, turning back the clock in twenty seven minutes as he's done all season. Uh, that that Blazers team is going to be fascinating, Tim. I think before you before you leave town, you're going to fire a future on the Blazers. I think I'm going. to. You're all in on the Blazers. They don't play defense. They no one plays defense. Ah. Uh... The, a Lakers, the Lakers do. Well, that's why they're the champs. Yeah. Uh, but most of the NBA doesn't know what defense. It's optional. Uh, Damian Lillard, as you mentioned, 30 points. You just showed the props over by a half, 29 and a half. And yep. C.J. McCollum, like I was mentioning, um, you know, 22 and a half was his over-under. He hits it. He's been playing really well here. He's been picking it up. Remember, he was injured uh, for a good chunk. You look at uh, – he had, he had one 10-point performance, but it was in the blowout win over the Cavs. He's been playing uh, really well here. And, you know, for the Blazers, they have now won nine of their last ten. Anytime you've got a player efficiency rating over 20, which McCollum does, and I, I don't know what it's in the last 10 or so, but it's got to be probably 25 or so, that's a big deal. And, and you know, you look at the way that they've played when it matters most late in the year, trying to avoid being in the play-in situation. I look for teams like that. It's not that it always works, that, you know, a team that gets hot, I mean, it works a lot in the NHL, but in the NBA with, you know, a weird, very low fan situation after coming off the bubble from last year, I'm not saying you read a ton into it, but teams that are going to be hot right now, I think are going to have such an advantage in in this weird playoff year. Uh, Let's get to the only NBA game still underway, mid-third quarter. Lakers and uh, Houston, this thing's getting a little interesting here. Uh, 81-75, to Lakers leading the Rockets. It was tied just a moment ago, so a little 6-0 run for the Lakers to bump their lead out to six. Remember, no AD, no LeBron, no Caruso. Uh, I misspoke earlier in the show. I said there was no Kuzma. Kuzma is playing, came off the bench. He's got nine points so far. Andre Drummond, your guy, leading the way right now with 19 points and 10 rebounds 
for the Los Angeles Lakers as they're on a 9-0 run. And the Lakers trying to keep pace with Portland to sneak in uh, to that sixth seed, avoid the play-in. But, I mean, it's going to be tough. They need Portland to essentially lose out the rest of the way. No, they need, actually, Portland to lose out the rest of the way and Lakers would need to win out in order to get that seven seed. So the win tonight was pretty detrimental to the uh, to the uh, Lakers' hopes of being the six seed. And you're ready for this? Houston has played six players the whole game. Augustine started zero points, 15 off the bench for Austin Brooks. That's just such a weird team, the, the Rockets. 85-78, Lakers leading the Houston Rockets. Week one lines are out, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Avello talking those next right here. Keep it rolling on a Wednesday night that feels like Christmas with the week with the schedule coming out for the NFL. Week one lines are out, and to talk about those week one lines and all things behind the counter, we bring in our good friend of the program, Johnny Avello from DraftKings, the DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Johnny, always a pleasure, and uh, kudos to you guys. I know a lot of books got him out, but you guys were on top of it as soon as we saw uh the NFL tweet out those week one games. You guys are on top of it. I saw a tweet out very quickly. So uh, you you guys uh, were ready to go this morning with uh, with lines. Yeah, Timmy, you know, uh, everyone looks forward to football and it's never too early to get up week one. And uh, as soon as as soon as we knew the schedule was set, we had we were confirmed that this was week one uh, lines were up and bettable and there have been some money on them so far but uh you know people like to take a good look before they certainly put their money down and take a look and see if there's any value out there for them yeah johnny it's so fascinating right you got four months to to pick and and pry at these uh these week one lines uh what what is the normal uh how does it normally play out now i know last year was you know unusual circumstances but getting these lines up now uh what type of action do you see right from the jump do you find you know different points in the summer where you see people fire away what's what's the normalcy when it comes to betting on week one lines yeah you'll get action early uh and you know the day of when you put them up uh there may be some more trickling action for the rest of the week then it'll stay stagnant for a while then there'll be some information coming out where you know a player is no longer with the team or a player is hurt uh those various circumstances will certainly change the line and then um you know certainly as we get closer to week one a couple of preseason games you'll see some more movement so uh, there's going to be some movement back and forth. One game that flipped sides on us already was the Washington uh, at home against the Chargers. We opened up Washington one and a half. We're at now Chargers one and a half. So that's one of the bigger moves uh, that happened during the day. Another was the Vikings being a two and a half point favorite. Now the Vikings are a three and a half point favorite. So you get some early moves, and, and we're fine with that, uh, knowing that they could move back the other way in, in time. Johnny, I, I would love to know. You mentioned obviously people are kind of getting their feet wet and seeing what's going to happen and seeing you know how teams are going to you know stave off injuries throughout the the, the off season. But what's the game that you've seen the most uh, you know two way action? I my, my guess, let's see if I'm right, was Cleveland Kansas City for Week One. 
Yeah, I would say at this point we're not seeing any two-way action. Um, All right, so I was getting wrong on that. It's too early. Yeah, so we're either seeing one-sided bets or uh, we're not. You know, we're, that's it. We're not seeing a game that's getting both sides bet. Now, uh, that's going to happen certainly when we get close to a game time. But right now, it's all about seeking out the value and finding spots where you think the line might be different uh, when we get second week of September. And and that's what the play is right now. When you look at Dallas and Tampa Bay, uh, you, you really, I imagine, Johnny, uh, as a bookmaker, to have this high profile of a game, which is not surprising, right? I mean, the tradition is that the reigning Super Bowl champ gets this Thursday night game, so every Super Bowl champ is going to be pretty high profile. You throw in the Dallas Cowboys uh, to start the season. You get four months to bet on it, and then as we get closer, you get to people firing away uh, after the preseason. That is going to be a... I would imagine just an absolute monster handle of a game. Yeah, I think so too, Timmy. And um, you know, this is what our power ratings tell us that the line should be. My gut is that this line is going to drop. It's going to drop for a couple of reasons. First of all, the Cowboys are a team that people like to bet on when they're healthy. Dak's back. Uh, You know, hopefully the team's going to have more successful season than they've had in the last couple of years. And there's always a bet against the Super Bowl champs. I mean, that's just kind of been tradition. Bet against the Super Bowl champs because the dog is live in that first game. So I would anticipate Dallas money here. I could see this line dropping down probably around a five and a half range. Johnny, Tim thinks I'm nuts about the, you know, for thinking this game is even worth betting on, but I wanted to throw out this Jaguars Texans game. I think the Texans are trash. I know the Jags are minus two right now at DraftKings minus 109. I love, I, maybe Trevor Lawrence is terrible the rest of the year, but I think that Urban Meyer is going to have that team ready. I think Houston has so many question marks, whether even Watson plays or not. I, I think they're going to be terrible. Am I crazy to think the Jaguars are a good value minus two right now? Well, we actually opened one and a half, and now we're up to two. So we know Trevor Lawrence has been a winner not only in college and high school. The guy hasn't lost many games, in, you know, in his career as a football player. Now, it gets a little tougher here. You know, the Jags aren't projected to win more than, you know, five or six games this year. This could be one of those wins. But, uh, you know, I, I think long term, you know, you got a guy like Trevor Lawrence who loves the game, likes to win, and that's the reason he was chosen as the first pick. And, uh, yeah, the betters are – this game is probably going to go up even a little bit more. But one and a half was the opener. The early money is on the Jags. And we'll see if that money continues to pour in and bring this line up closer to three. Talking to Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook, Sportsbook Director. And, Johnny, in the futures market – um, you know, Chiefs, no surprise, uh, are your favorite, plus 525. Buccaneers at plus 650 right now at DK. Uh, I, I got asked this a bunch, and I'm curious your answer because you know the answer. I was just speculating. Do you ever see much movement post-NFL draft in that futures market? Is more of those long shots, you know, Chicago maybe, there's some Bears money uh, with Justin Fields being selected there? Well, remember, we put these futures up the, like a, two, a day or two after the Super Bowl is played. Right. So we are going to write some money on it then. 
And then after the draft, uh, we are going to write some more money. Uh, so that is true. And th this is the biggest future book, you know, as far as right is concerned that we have is the NFL uh, future. So it's going to write money right after the game, after the draft, during the summer, uh, before the season starts, during the season. So it, it's going to write money all year long. Johnny, I was wondering what you've seen when it comes to division odds, and is there a team or two that really have gotten way more money than, than the other ones so far? You know, uh, the pack, there's a couple divisions that have been getting money, and it's, and it's because of news. One is news. The Packers, uh, the Packers were a higher favorite. Now they've dropped down a little bit. Aaron Rodgers possibly leaving. That certainly makes the Vikings and the Bears live. Uh, so that's where some has been. The other is the NFC East, uh, hmm. which could be, you know, one of the tougher divisions in football. Now, the Cowboys are projected to win nine games. Uh, the Giants are projected to win eight at, at best. Eagles are around seven, and the Washington football team's around eight. So uh, it's a very competitive division. It was a very competitive division last year. Uh, Cowboys were also picked to win. It didn't pan out for them. And uh, this year, it's another one where I think we're going to have one of our biggest rights on the NFC East once again. Talking once again to Johnny Avello. Johnny, something we've talked about quite a bit, especially right off the draft, is offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Um, and this is such a unique year when it comes to offensive rookie of the year because the first three picks were quarterbacks, the fourth pick, offensive player, the fifth pick, offensive skill player, the sixth pick, offensive skill player. Uh, so you just have notable names, you know, all over the place. Uh, you know, maybe unlike last year where Joe Burrow opens up, I want to say even odds on or very, you know, plus 150, somewhere in that range to win offensive rookie of the year. So it feels like this is a year where that offensive rookie of the year uh, pool is uh, is really uh, wide open. Uh, what have you guys been seeing so far in uh, in offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, we've seen some Lawrence money. Uh, now remember, Lawrence is going to play right from the very beginning. We're not so sure that Fields plays right from the beginning, as well as Trey Lance uh, and some of these other guys. Najee Harris will probably play from the beginning, but not Mac Jones. So I don't think this one is as wide open as defensive rookie of the year. You know, Parsons is our favorite, followed by Phillips and Davis. And, you know, I think that is the where it's really more wide open. And the, the reason I say that is because we know that Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, bar getting hurt, is probably going to play 16 or 17 games this year. It may take Justin Fields a few to get in. And maybe if some of the other guys they have up there play well. Maybe he doesn't get in as quickly as we think. Same with Trey Lance. Maybe he doesn't play as much as, uh, you know, you may think this season. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a guessing game right there as far as, as the off, you know, these offensive players and quarterbacks, how much time they'll get. Um, so right now, you know, you take the value. Maybe you go – an offensive player, maybe you look at a guy like Chase, he's 11 to 1. Maybe you look at a, uh, you know, a Smith, he's 14 to 1. These guys, I think, will be playing full time right from week one. Waddle's another one. By the way, Johnny, I, I just want to interject because 
uh, Dan is a big horse guy. Huge. And, and uh, I told him, I was like, you know, Johnny's the best. Johnny's on the Ron Flatter Racing Pod this week. So fire away. What do you got for him on, on horse racing? Yeah, I got I got to get your feelings on my, my horse. Like I mentioned earlier, I might be 10 years sober, but I like a midnight bourbon uh, if I was going to drink. So midnight bourbon, 5-1. to one. I, I mean, obviously, we got a, a cheating horse that's going to be allowed to race and uh, Medina Spirit that cost me a lot of money in the in the Derby. What what do you see? What are you seeing with uh, Midnight Bourbon and what other kind of things are going on with the uh, ten horse field coming up on Saturday? Well, one thing remember, Medina Spirit is not the cheater. He's the horse. He's trying. He can't help it if you know there's flies in the ointment. He just can't help that. But uh, anyway, you know, I think Medina Spirit is is beatable in this race. You mentioned Midnight Bourbon, and it's good to have certainly a bourbon around you know eleven fifty nine or so. I like Midnight Bourbon. The one thing I don't like about Midnight Bourbon is I I believe he's going to get over bet. And so I think his odds are going to be relatively sure. But I do think the best horse in the race, and he's probably one of the best three-year-olds all season long, except for his last race was Concert Tour. So I look for Concert Tour to come with a big race. So uh, I would say, you know, you can use Concert Tour maybe in the one and two spots and then try to find maybe a bigger price horse in there, somewhere where you can at least, uh, you know, take what he's going to pay because it's not going to be high odds on him and, and try to maximize those odds to the best you can. So try to find some other high price horse in there if you can, using that in the exact thing. And that, that horse for me, the, the six Rombauer, the Flavian Pratt Red uh, McCarthy train horse. What do you think about my, uh, my number six horse there, 12 to 1? You know, the guys I did the uh, Ron Flatter cast with today, uh, Chrissy Andrews and Ron Flatter, both like that horse a lot. He's 12 to 1 morning line, so one fault you for using him. Chris said that he was going to use him not only in a win spot, you know, and as exactus. So uh, sounds like a you know, horse should be used. All right, there you go. There's the. You got your preakness. I, I could, my heart could be warmer, Johnny. Thank you. Got, you. you got your preakness, Phil. Uh, and I like that. It's not the horse. The right. The horse isn't the cheater. It's Bob Baffert. Yeah, that. <laughs> He's a crook. Uh, Johnny, before we let you run, we got a couple minutes. Uh, switch it to the NBA. I mean, you know, everyone wants to know about the Lakers. How much have you downshifted uh, on the Lakers in the futures market? Uh, still haven't seen LeBron. He was expected to play tonight. He's going to give it a little more rest heading into the weekend. It almost seems uh, a, a foregone conclusion. Conclusion that the Lakers will be in the play-in taking on the Golden State Warriors or the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that'll be later next week, Johnny. So how much have you guys shifted the Lakers uh, over the past couple of weeks? Just a tiny little bit, Tim, <laughs> uh, because we have so much money in the Lakers. Yeah. You know, the Nets were bet all year long. There were rumors of who's coming to the Nets, and some of those, uh, you know, it, it, some of those did come to fruition, so the, the Nets have been bet all season long. They're our favorite. The Lakers are only 4-1. to one. They were much lower, so we've taken them up a tick. But since we got so much money on them, we're not going to be foolish and raise them too much higher. Uh, but they are the second choice. they got a long way to go. We realize that in a tough, tough Western Conference. So, uh yeah, uh, but you know we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, Lakers are gamers, and you know when the, when it's time to excel, they probably will. But like I said, a lot of tough teams to beat there moving forward. Who do you guys want to win the championship, Johnny? 
Uh, we'd like the Mavs to win it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got a chance. <laughs> Forty to one right now. Yeah, Tim. You know, there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams we'd like to win it uh, because there's a lot of teams that have taken minimal money during the course of the year. All right, there he is, Johnny Avello. Remember, the horse isn't the cheater. Great advice there, or great, great, great knowledge. Yes, sir. Bye, guys. There he is. Thanks, Johnny. DraftKings Sportsbook Director. uh, I feel so guilty now. I mean, I'm blaming the horse. It's not his fault. Yeah, Bob Bob Baffert's guilty. The horse just eats the grains and, you know, chills and stuff and does what the trainer tells it to. (laughs) You got you you feeling all right about the the ticket you're going to play? You're going to be here in town. So you're staying at the South Point. There's no better place to to put fire some bets on the race book there. Free drink tickets off using my Cokes and Sprites and stuff. That's but fine. I, I'm ready for a try, a super. It's a win bet. I'm ready then. All right. He's ready. I'm not. But, you know. You can live through me. Uh, there you go. You get 10% of what I win. We got treats and beats coming up next. You know what was a treat? NFL schedule. That was a treat. We'll get you your treats and beats up next. Also update you on the Lakers. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. That's Dan Leach, Tim Murray with you live from the Circus Sportsbook and Lakers and Rockets, your final game of the evening on the NBA slate. Lakers with a 108-102 lead over the Houston Rockets. So we're on cover watch there with a total uh, with a uh, spread that closed at nine. Oh yeah, that's my vomit inducing game of the week. <laughs> I mean, just a gross game. I would not be surprised if the Rockets win it. They played six players the entire game. They're down by six with ten to go. I mean, the Lakers have a very good. They should win this game, but it just I hated this game from the the time we brought it up last night. Yeah, thirteen and a half was the opening number with the assumption that LeBron James would be back, <laughs> and then he decided, no, I'm going to hold out and uh, we'll wait it off just a, a couple more days until we head to Indiana. Um, and uh, it, you know, you're playing the Houston Rockets, who are just terrible, so that makes sense. I'm sorry, now they've played seven players. I apologize. Ah, there you go. They had six for most of the game. Yeah, you know, we're all about getting the facts correct here, Dan. So let's... let's. Uh, yeah, horses aren't the cheaters, it's the trainer. Let's clean it up a little all bit, right. okay? I'm trying my best. 108-102, uh, the, uh, the total, if you play the under, you are... In trouble. Uh, <laughs> Massive trouble. Two, total close at 220 and a half. So the Lakers with a 108-102 lead. Just rip that ticket up. Yeah. I hate to tell people to do it, but... You know, rip it up. Uh, we're going to get to our favorite games of the season in just a little bit. We've already looked at, dissected week one and uh, some of the lines that jump out at us, some disagreements that we have there of those week one lines. But here in Treats and Beats, you know, I'm, I'm all about the positivity today. Uh, no negativity, positivity. And uh, you and I, both on the Portland Trailblazers tonight, they were. Opened three-and-a-half-point dogs against the Utah Jazz on the road in Portland. You you ride the hot hands. And a team that has now won nine out of ten. Damian Lillard finishes with 30. C.J. McCollum with 26. Blazers win. And what was a surprisingly very low-scoring game for Portland. Yep. 105-98 with a total of 234-and-a-half. But Portland... It, at the South Point, went off as a favorite, and they do get the win, 105-98 tonight. Well, I'm a little mad because I mentioned last night it was a money line play for me, and of course I didn't take the money line, but I'll take the win. That's all that matters. Uh, I, I'm a very positive guy too, Tim, and I'm going to give you a beat because we talked about this game last night. 
We both leaned uh, Wizards plus six and a half. Did pull the trigger. I knew they would cover. They ended up losing uh, 120 to 116, but there's something about that game and the way that they just played a couple days ago, Atlanta hung out and won by a point. The Wizards are just notorious, and they're you know still in the, the race right now for the play-in uh, you know, situation. They're notorious for covering games they shouldn't, for winning games they shouldn't, or being down 15 points with four to go and losing by three and covering the spread. So I'm mad. that's the beat for me tonight. We should have taken the war of the Wizards plus the six and a half. I know. Staring at the six and a half all day, didn't pull the trigger, and, and they were winning most of that yeah. game. They, they blew it down the stretch, and for Atlanta – uh, looks like they are in the driver's seat for the four seed in the Eastern Conference. For Washington, still two and a half games up on uh, on the Bulls. Uh, they just need one win or a Chicago loss to clinch a spot in the play-in. Uh, they've got a chance to potentially jump Indiana. Indiana has Milwaukee tomorrow, the Lakers on Friday, Toronto to close out the season. The Wizards have Cleveland and Charlotte. So if Indiana were to lose two out of three and Washington were to win their final two games against Cleveland, who, by the way, had lost 11 straight and beat Boston tonight, um, if Washington closes out with uh, back-to-back wins, Washington owns the tiebreaker over Indiana. So still a chance Washington could host the play-in game, uh, but certainly seems unlikely that they uh, will get up to that eight spot, which is currently occupied by the Charlotte Hornets. And the Hornets own the tiebreaker over both Washington and Indiana. And with Charlotte closing out the season against Washington. Yeah, it's going to be, like you know, in this whole scenario with having a plan, which I, I don't know how, how you feel about it, Tim. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. I, I mean, I, I'm always for more drama. And, you know, they, they, we have to do it this year because of what's going on with COVID. But I, I, there's something that's kind of... It turns me off a little about the play-in scenario. I want one first eight, you know, one through eight, one verse eight, two verse seven, etc. But it's going to make for some really fascinating situations for the teams in the play-in, for them feeding into the regular, you know, tournament. It's going to be really, really interesting. Well, we talked about it yesterday with the Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies and Warriors right now. Uh, after the Warriors win last night. Uh, and back-to-back, what a what a comeback win against Phoenix last night. Hell of a win. Yeah. Uh, so they're currently a half game up on Memphis. Memphis has Sacramento twice, Thursday and Friday. Golden State plays New Orleans. I, I love the intrigue of that game on Sunday to determine who gets that eighth spot. And then really the, the importance of, of – uh, of what that means moving forward. I, I like the play-in situation. I do. I don't hate it. This, this feels weird. I mean, there's going to be years where there's going to be a massive discrepancy between the 7 and 8 team, and those teams are going to cry foul. But uh, I think this year it, it worked out uh, almost to perfection. We'll get you updated on the Lakers game as they lead by just four. Also, our favorite games of the upcoming NFL season next here on the Nightcap. If you missed any of this show today or any of our VSIN broadcasts, be sure to check out our free VSIN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Pauly, a numbers game, or the Lombardi line on the daily VSIN Best Bets podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots, the Ron Flatter Racing pod, and Get the latest on the association with JVT. 
on hardwood handicappers. Whatever you're betting on, oh, we got the pod for you. Find them all for free. VEASAN.com backslash podcast. VEASAN.com backslash podcasts. Your proclamation that the Houston Rockets will win this game is still alive. Well, I don't know if I said they will. I said I think they're going to. Slight, small, What's the difference? Nothing. I just want to make sure. I want to get myself out there. <laughs> <laughs> they're down by four with the ball. A big drive down the middle, and it's, oh, it's off the rim. Uh, I, 5.54 left, down by four. They shouldn't even be in this game. They, until like a few minutes ago, they had used six players the entire game and were actually tied. But this is a, this is a big moment for the, for the Lakers. Big moment. Uh, so the Lakers lead by four with five and five th- five fifty three to go. Went off as a nine point favorite to Lakers. Did no LeBron, no AD, and no most importantly Alex Caruso playing Caruso Caruso. No playing Caruso tonight. Um, NFL schedule. Hey, if you hadn't heard, it's out. Uh, we got lines. I think you heard that too. Favorite games, and uh, we've got a couple lines out there. Um, yeah, we were working on this exercise. I'll give you mine first. All right. Um, I've got like a million. I think I there's a three. couple duplicates, uh, but I, I just I did five. Now, I'm sure I'm missing some. Obviously, there's some games in week one I'm, that I'm really excited about. A lot of Sunday night football flavor, as you'll see right here. Buccaneers at Patriots, obviously. Uh, Thanks the, for stealing my The return game. of Tom Brady. The hype for this game is going to be oh, unreal. And I, I, I'll say this. I like the positioning in the schedule, where it is. A couple weeks in, early October, yeah. but it's not late in the season because late in the season, that's where you get a little tricky there, Dan, where maybe the Patriots are falling apart. I think the Patriots will be able to hold it together. They'll, they'll be fine heading into week four Sunday Night Football. By the way, an early look-ahead line, uh, Mitch Moss tweeted it out. Uh, it's New England plus three and a half at home. Following weekend, pff, how about this? Sunday Night Football again. Bills at Chiefs. Awesome game. Maybe the two best teams in the NFL. Maybe one of the games of the year. Maybe. I'm just saying. I mean, the the AFC Championship from a year ago, Chiefs, Bills, Sunday Night Football, Arrowhead, that place is going to be rocking on October 10th. We get a little bit later on in the calendar. Browns at Ravens. I think the two best teams in that division, the AFC North, you get a Sunday night after Thanksgiving. Could uh, could have a little weather, probably not, but could be chilly. Those Ravens fans, uh, they'll get after it. So I, I really like that game. Bills Buccaneers. I wish this game was in Buffalo. It's not. December 12th, Tampa Bay is coming off a bye. So a great spot for Tampa Bay. And there's going to be, look, you know, I mean, you you spoke about the Bills already. The hype for the Bills this year is high, is very, very high. This feels like a super year, if you will. Yeah. And they've got a lot of success going to Super Bowls, too. Uh, Did they win, like, four in a row? uh, Yeah. they, they, They won four AFC championships in a row. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, Jim Kelly. Uh, and then the final one, as I mentioned earlier in the show, and, and hopefully number 12 is playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, not Blake Bortles or uh, Jordan Love. But if this is Aaron Rodgers, Christmas Day, I think it's a 4.30 kickoff, Green Bay, Green Lambeau Field, Dan. 
Christmas, Christmas Day. It's already a Christmas Day any day at Lambeau Field. Man, I mean, that is going to be tremendous. So those are the five games. There are plenty more, but those were some of the early ones that, that jumped out at me. I know you've got a uh, a novel, so go ahead. Yeah, I got seven, 72. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we, 17 Detroit Lion games. Yes. Uh, well, all 17. Yeah. All 17. But I, I actually do have one Lions game. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, a couple repeats for us. Week two, Action Jackson at the Chiefs, Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, two teams that definitely will be in the mix again to win the AFC. Uh, that's going to be a, a heck of a lot of fun uh, in week number two. Week four, of course, the Bucks and Pats. I mean, you talk about hype, you talk about handle on betting. We had Johnny Fellow on earlier, the director of the Sportsbook at DraftKings. You're going to have so much money on, on both sides of that game. And, of course, Brady going back to New England against Belichick. And if he beats him again, if he beats him there, that's going to be uh, – Belichick's going to be furious. Uh, week four, I know you've made fun of me all show for this game. And I'm still laying the two on the Jets. We had a couple guys I mean, are agree you, with me. Are you picking the Jags to win the AFC South? Absolutely. Listen, I think the Jags are going to win five games. I think their win total is crazy at six and a half. But I just think the game number one. I don't disagree. I, I will say I've given you grief about it. I don't disagree. I think the intrigue, the last two number one overall picks, uh, the Bengals offense, with uh, you bring yeah. in Jamar Chase. Um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a ton of intrigue for this game. Well, and, and there's, you know, I'll say this again. It's one of these things where Tre- Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. I mean, he stays healthy, he's going to be great, but I, maybe he's good week one and bad for four straight weeks after that. But I think, you know, it's almost like scripting plays. Teams come out, they script 15 plays, look great, and they're terrible the rest of the game. I think Urban Meyer is going to have those guys ready offensively. I think they got a, a little, little, just a, a few more weapons, uh, you know, than the, the Bengals do right off the jump here. There's kind of this, you know, fiery thing going on the road, Thursday night football, make a big statement with, with Urban Meyer. I just, I love the Jaguars minus the two. As we heard from Johnny, it went up from one and a half. So that's going to be, and you get two possibly generational talents at quarterback with Trevor Lawrence and uh, with Joe Burrow coming off the injury. So love that game week number four. Week five, we both agree Bills and Chiefs is going to be one of the games of the season. Uh, I mean, I think the Bills, I haven't made my official you know, pick yet, but I'm definitely putting some kind of money on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I wish that they were going to be better than 10 or so, whatever, to one uh, to win it. But that's going to be a hell of a game with Mahomes and Josh Allen and uh, the Chiefs trying to continue their AFC supremacy. The, the Week 7 Rams-Lions game, the return of Jared Goff to L.A. Stafford. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you my early. It's a sizzler. I'm going to give you my early line. It's going to be Rams minus 10 in that one with Stafford against his old squad. But there'll be a lot of Lions fans in the, in the crowd there, Tim. Yeah, be, I bet. They'll be there with the Stafford jerseys on. And then week 11, another interesting game. Chargers, Steelers, maybe the last draw for Roethlisberger. I uh, thought he was going to be done. But I know you're big on the Chargers. That's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday night football uh, in Pittsburgh, week 11. Yeah, and an, an interesting note about the schedule. There's a couple early Packer uh, primetime games late in the season. Very flexible. Oh, very, very flexible. Very flexible. Wonder why. Uh, yeah. I wonder why. Uh, and also one final nugget. The Washington football team will conclude the season with Five consecutive division games. Sure, Rivera loves that. That is absolutely wild. We turn the page. Look ahead to Thursday's slate next here on the Nightcap. In 
Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap wrapping things up live from the Circus Sportsbook. That's Dan Leach at Dan Leach 971 on Twitter at one Tim Murray's where you can find me. And uh, we're on we're on cover watch here. Lakers and, and Rockets closing number nine. The over has sailed. 121 to 116 <laughs> is the score. Lakers leading the Rockets. This game closed 220 as a total. We're sitting at 237. And Lakers, obviously, these guys could care less about a spread. Uh, <laughs> you don't think they, they're factoring that in right now? But they uh, And the Rockets, not done. There you go. Your, your prophecy I was, still alive. I was trying to find a live line to bait the Rockets. Plus, you mentioned the nine, the Ferris Bueller's line, nine times. But I couldn't get a live line. I, I, I'm telling you, this Rockets team, they are so bad. They're up there with your, your amazing thunder as far as the art of tanking. But they're down by two, a buck 15 left. Till late in the game, they'd only use six players to the Rockets, and I just think they're going to do something crazy and win this thing. And, and you know, to the point that we've made about the Lakers and the seventh seed and all, you know, Russ and LeBron, banner raising, I get all of it. But you don't want to – I don't care if this game meant literally nothing. You don't want to lose the Rockets. No, you, you got to win this game. You have to win this game for the Lakers. And I think they will, but it's uh, – the Rockets are hanging around. 121-119. Armani Brooks, the pride of the Cougars of Houston, 24 points – uh, for the Rockets, and you know, with no AD, no LeBron, no Caruso, uh, you've had uh, you've had Kuzma off the bench have 17, Montrez Harrell 16, uh, Talon Horton Tucker, Tucker with 22. So this game coming down to the wire there in Los Angeles. But look ahead to tomorrow's slate. Uh, we've got Clippers and Charlotte. Clippers trying to uh, they're a game up right now for the three seed, and the Charlotte Hornets are currently in the eight spot, which is important yeah. in the Eastern Conference. So this game does have some meaning. Uh, the Clippers are an eight-point favorite tomorrow on the road at Charlotte against the Hornets. You know, that Hornets team can be a thorn in, in covers sides if you're you know against them and you lay the points. Uh, but I, it's a game that I look at right now that the Clippers should win comfortably, but I'm, I'm not touching it. I don't like it. It's on the road. Uh, you know, the, the Hornets are an interesting team that can score a lot of points. Uh, the Clippers, I think they've been off for a couple, you know, more than two days now, right? So I, 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 nothing's j- jumping out except for don't, don't take that game to me right now. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow, early game for us out here on the West. But uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, Milwaukee at the Pacers. Pacers, similar. Uh, they're trying yeah. to hold off Washington so they can... I mean, there's still hopes that they could get to the 8th seed. They don't hold the tiebreaker against Charlotte. Uh, for Indiana, they get Milwaukee, they get the Lakers coming in, and then they finish up against Toronto, trying to hold off Washington so they can have that 9 seed. The Bucks are laying 8.5 against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, earlier this week, the uh, Bucks beat the Magic 114-102, to didn't get the cover there. Uh, if I played it, I would look the Bucks. I know it's a lot of points. Um, but I, I think this is a Bucks team that's just trying to finish strong. They have an outside shot at potentially catching the Brooklyn Nets. Remember, they hold the tiebreaker, but Brooklyn's schedule after winning tonight, Chicago and Cleveland. 
Uh, so Brooklyn looking pretty comfortable to hold on to the two spot as long as they don't drop a game. But Milwaukee can keep the pressure on them. They win tomorrow against Indiana. I don't like anything. To, I don't like anything about this Indiana team right now. Um, and, and I would maybe look to lay the points. No, and I don't like anything about Indiana either. But you know, you look at the last game, beat the Sixers, twenty-four for my Michigan man, Karis LeVert, uh, twenty from uh, Dougie Buckets, uh, McDermott. I, that that game actually jumps out to me. I don't like it either way. But if I'm going to take a side in that game, I think the Pacers are going to cover. I think they're going to hang in there. The Bucks are a very weird team on the road in games they should dominate. And I just don't like laying that kind of that, that, those kind of points right now. And, and I'm with you though. The Pacers, you know, 33 and 36 are not a great home team. Is 30 or 13 and 21. But I'll tell you, something is jumping out about taking the points with Indiana tomorrow. By the way, the uh, Lakers just called uh, called for an offensive foul. So Houston has the ball. One point game. They're and down it, by one. Contavious Caldwell Pope was just called off called for a push off. Former pistol. Uh, coming off of a uh, of, off of a Kyle Kuzma screen. So Houston has the ball. Down one. So listen, you made fun of me about the Jags uh, and and the Bengals. I did. You made fun of me about uh, you know how the Pistons are the, the greatest teams since sliced bread. But I'm undefeated today, and I didn't take this game, but I told you there's something telling me. I've said it all show the Rockets are going to win a game they have no business doing. It. This would be a 5-0 and day, even though it doesn't really count because I didn't bet it. Uh, Montrez Harrell just called for a foul. They can take the lead, the Rocket Chips. Yep. Lift them off. Oh, that's Houston, a... we don't have a problem. Oh, man, that's terrible. That, that was a horrible Olenek call. to the lane with that flowing, beautiful hair and a cheap foul. 83% for the line. They're going to take the leader, Tim. They're going to do it. There's the first one, and it's good. Yep. Tie game. Houston Rockets might go into Los Angeles on the banner raising <laughs> and beat the Los Angeles Lakers as a nine point underdog. I, I can't, I don't have the number in front of me, but for like a 10 year stretch, especially against the spread, teams at home on the banner raising night were terrible. But this is May. We're raising banners in May. I mean, I get it. I understand why. And the Rockets have taken the lead with 22.9 left. At opening, you could have got the Rockets at 8-1 to one on the money line. Yeah. It closed 4-1 to one in most spots around town. Uh, but in the, Hell, take the 9. I would have loved the 9 points. Yeah. Um, you know, think about it. Last night, it was 13 and a half. Uh, didn't we obviously neither one of us played it, but no, uh, we, we stared at that game. Orlando, Atlanta tomorrow, 12 and a half point spread. What about the Knicks uh, hosting San Antonio? Knicks coming off the loss that they had the other night uh, against the uh, against uh, the Lakers Lakers. in overtime. But prior to that, uh, had that huge win against the Clippers. Six-game road trip. They're back at Madison Square Garden are the Knicks. Uh, Knicks trying to fight for positioning there in the postseason. All three games to conclude the year at home. Um, The Knicks have been one of the best covering teams all season. San Antonio uh, beaten up pretty good tonight. Lost by 12 to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Prior to that, though, San Antonio did beat Milwaukee. So... New York land five at home after their lengthy road trip. You know I love me some Knicks. My man, every rose has its thorn. Derek Rose, uh, former Piston. Julius Randle at 31 in that loss to the Lakers. I I don't know how you feel about the cross-country NBA trips, especially when there's not full arenas. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think the Knicks are going to come out and pound San Antonio to oblivion. I am going to lay the five. I like the Knicks. I think they're going to rebound after that tough loss to the Lakers. Come out, get a big game from uh, Randle. Get a big game from R.J. Barrett, uh, and I think they're going to dominate the Spurs from the start. You know, just uh, quickly updating on on Lakers Rockets here. The, the Lakers. I can't believe we're doing that. We have to down the stretch, man. They have had some just really ugly losses, and we'll see if they're able to to get this win 
Oh, man. This would be the ugliest loss of the season. I don't care who's in or out. The Rockets are on a 9-0 run right now to yep. try to close this out. Kyle Kuzma, a little Euro step, Ooh, and he gets it to go. That's it. So you got to slap the floor, play a little defense, but Kyle Kuzma gets it. But what I was going to mention, you know, when LeBron came back, they blew a massive lead to the Kings, lost that game. They lost to the Raptors. They've had some really head-scratching losses, lost to the Wizards. and uh, But Kyle Kuzma gets the, uh, the friendly roll there. You ready for another proclamation? Uh, always. Here we go. Right. Kenyon Martin Jr. is going to hit a game-winning shot here off a screen from Kelly Olenek. Here we go. <laughs> what are my odds on that? Give me some live and progress odds on that actually happening. I'll give you uh, like 15 to 1. All right. 20 to 1? Is that? I don't even know. I was going to say 17 and a half. I might, sh- I might be shorting you on, the, on those odds. While we I'll wait, there's a timeout. I mean, usually we don't conclude shows with, uh, with a game going on. And, and a game that should have been over an hour ago. Philadelphia visiting Miami. Philly is a, a road favorite. Laying two at DraftKings against Miami. Miami trying to uh, trying to get to that five seed. Uh, entering today, they were uh, a three-way tie for four with Atlanta having the head-to-head tie break. I like Miami a little bit in this spot. I, I don't know what the motivation is for Philly. They've locked up the one seed. Yeah, there's no motivation. I, I think this is a spot where Miami, if you can get a little plus money on the money line, I, I think this is a spot to take the home dog. Goes back to what I said last night about the Utah-Portland game. Of course, no Donovan Mitchell uh, for, for Utah, but the motivation factor late in the year when you can see the finish line. I think in this game, as you mentioned, Philly's got the one seed locked up. They should rest most of their, their guys, NBA uh, especially. I think you look at Jimmy Butler, what he's been doing lately. I think that the Heat have – not that the, the Sixers don't care, much like the Jazz. Of course, they care too. Uh, but I just think there's, there's more in this for Miami. I, I'm totally with you on the Heat. And here we go. Do we get the uh, Kenyon Martin G? It's Olenek with the ball. And, and he, oh, he lost it. Stolen away. Wait, I think they still, nope, that's it. <laughs> I like, you know what? I, I applaud the effort. Um, and Kelly Olenek could have get a dribble handoff there. <laughs> uh, but he got it knocked away. That was close. So the Lakers look like they should uh, should get the win. But if you took the points with the Rockets, it's a winner. You're catching Imagine if you had the Lakers, you know, closing out a, uh, a money line parlay tonight. <laughs> and the sweat that you've had to go through yep. uh, with this Lakers team. Uh, but it looks like that will come home. Portland has now won 9 of 10. Tomorrow... We've got one of us has got to have action on this one because it's the only game that starts when our show hits the airwaves. Phoenix at DraftKings right now, laying five and a half at home against Portland, who is rolling, man. Nine of ten in the win column. Back to back. Does Portland keep it rolling? Phoenix coming off that loss against the Lakers. Phoenix trying to get to the one seed, even though it's incredibly unlikely. You going to take the points with you know, the Portland Trailblazers? Tim, sometimes lines are exactly what they should be, and that line is exactly what it should be, and I hate it. I want to take Portland, and 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 it, you know, it just I feel like if Phoenix wins that game, they're going to win it by like seven to ten. Uh, I definitely lean Portland plus. The, I mean, we're def- one of us is going to take it, and I, I just it's a back to back Phoenix. You know, they they lost to the Warriors the other night after winning for much of that game. I think Phoenix might come out and, and win this game by more than five and a half. So we'll uh, have to sleep on it tonight. Portland gives us a winner, though. So it was a good night on the show. It was a great night looking at week one lines. Thanks to George Shahuri, Greg Allman, Johnny Avello, Aaron Oster, everyone behind the scenes. For Dan Leach, I'm Tim Murray. Lakers get the 124-122 win. Rockets get the cover, though. Hey, great team's cover. 
That'll do it for the nightcap. Back at you tomorrow right here on VSIN, the sports betting network.